welcome to the premiere episode of What You Talking About, part of the Slasher Sports Network, but specifically a podcast that's part of the Slasher U universe. There's no no pun intended with you and universe there, by the way. I'm your host, Steve Feck. What Slasher U really is all about is bringing you analysis, uh, updates, news, opinions about college sports. What we're going to try to do here on what you're talking about is maybe take it to another dimension. We're all sports fans for different reasons. But as college sports fans, I think there's more of a true emotional attachment to being a fan of college sports, specifically a program or a conference of programs. And I think that comes from the fact that either we're alumni of a particular school or we grew up, you know, and our dads and uncles and moms and sisters either played for sports in a conference or just for geographic purposes, just rooted for teams that came into town to play your hometown college. So we want to sort of mine that field of gold, if you will, to get great stories about why we are college fans. You'd have to agree that sports are very much steeped in history. We're always comparing, you know, who did something 10 years ago and, you know, which era of football or basketball or soccer or wrestling was better, you know, uh, in the Big Ten or the ACC or the Big East or whatever conference that you're following. You might be an NAIA fan and you're a fan of the River States Conference or, or whatever it might be. We're always kind of referring back to history, but a key part of history is the word story. So we want to touch upon and gather stories from you folks. So by all means, please, you know, as you're watching this, whether you're watching it uh, whenever we do things live or whether you're going back into our archives, of course, give Slasher U a like and a subscribe. But in the comment section, let us know stories steeped in history or steeped or that are important to you that you want us to talk about in this particular show. We can bring it to all of the Slasher U um, podcasts and, and clips. We can, we can do that. But here, I think we, we're going to devote maybe a little more time on individual stories, whether it be from a specific college or a conference or just you as a sports fan, things that you remember. So to kick off this little misadventure here on Slasher U, your buddy here, your your older crazy uncle that you still have to invite to Thanksgiving, but does make you laugh from time to time. We want to I want to talk about some stories based on my history as a college sports fan. Now, some of you may know me from doing various things on MLB baseball, specifically the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, here locally, I live in Pittsburgh. I've been on several um, area 
Pittsburgh Pirate Base podcast. I mean, baseball is my passion. It's 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 my it's my love. But college sports were my first love. Specifically college basketball. That was my first love. So last year, you know, the story of the NCAA tournament, probably even more so than the national champion, were the mighty Peacocks of St. Peter's College in Jersey City, New Jersey. I was the only individual in the Yahoo college bracket tournament that actually had St. Peter's going to the final four. Now they did make it, they made it to the eight, which was still an amazing accomplishment. But because of my childhood connection to St. Peter's basketball, I could literally, as a five, six, seven-year-old, walk across the street to the old armory in Jersey City and watch St. Peter's basketball. And because I was a little kid, looked kind of, you know, sad and like like one of those like uh, 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 Cockney kids that you see in, in old British movies or Oliver you know, shows like that. I, I, I kind of had that. I was always getting in free. So for me, as a little kid, my heroes were Rich Rinaldi, who went on to a nice career with the Bullets. Leonardo Webster played over in Europe. Those were teams that, I, you know, I was out there and I was watching them play Seton Hall and Fairleigh Dickinson. And at the time, you had guys like Dick Vitale work you know, on the things and Bill Raftery before he went to Seton Hall. Uh, was was it was at uh, some of the smaller schools there. So I, I just was enraptured by college basketball. So that tie stayed with me as I got older. It wasn't that far of a train ride to go into Madison Square Garden. You would get off the train, literally go upstairs to the garden, and you could be there for the ECAC holiday tournaments which at the time, growing up as a kid, late 60s, early 70s, that was the college basketball holiday tournament. In fact, I think they called it a festival, as a matter of fact. So you had teams from all over the country. I got to see Bob Lanier. I got to see Pete Maravich. You know, just names that you read in, you know, in the sports page, and you're like, wow, yeah, he scored 40 points or he had 20 rebounds or whatever it would be. All the premier players were coming in and battling literally to be invited to the ECAC holiday festival. And, and you had local flavors. St. Peter's would be involved sometimes. Manhattan, my uh, the basketball coach at my high school was an assistant in Manhattan. So there was always a lot of connections there. But that's what made it special. That's why I paid attention to St. Peter's all season long. And I could make that bold prediction that they were going to go to the final four. But let's bring this a little bit closer to, to current times. Game one, American League wildcard series between Seattle Mariners and the Toronto Blue Jays. Alec Manoa took the mound and had the first pitch for the Blue Jays. And I admit, I got a little misty. I mean, I wasn't bawling. I don't take sports that seriously. But watching him pitch 
and throw that first pitch for the team that I follow and that I cover, the Toronto Blue Jays, it was it was an emotional moment. It struck me to the core to see that. Because I remember going on a regular basis to down to Morgantown, West Virginia, about about an hour drive from where I live here in this in the city of uh, in the South Hills of Pittsburgh. And watching him pitch, and he was a wild stallion. You know, I mean, he hadn't been broken yet. He was, you know, his command wasn't great, but there was a presence. There was something about watching him, the competitiveness, the joy and the love he had every time that he pitched the ball game. You couldn't help but root for the guy. Then I found myself coming down on a more regular basis. And then it got to the point that I almost never missed one of his home starts. And I'm fortunate enough that because of the convoluted athletic departments at the University of Pittsburgh and Duquesne and Robert Morris to to a lesser degree, West Virginia baseball and basketball and football coaches shows were on the local regional sports network, AT&T Sportsnet. So I really got to watch any game I wanted to watch for Alec Manoa. For a lot of people, he was a revelation. Well, where'd this guy come from? You know, he wasn't an All-American coming out of West Virginia. He wasn't a, you know, he, he wasn't, I can't miss prospect. Not even in the Blue Jays organization. Everybody thought it would be Nate Pearson or somebody else. But with just a handful of games in the minors. He was pitching for the Blue Jays last year, and there he was in the playoffs. And let's look at some current events. Brittany Griner. Now, of course, everybody is wrapped up in the story of her arrest, and there's different viewpoints on the arrest. It it wasn't Russia, so a lot of times things are trumped up and made to be much more egregious than they actually are in order to make a point, try to score points diplomatically or in the political sphere. And, you know, we're all, you know, we, we want to look for the interviews with, you know, with her wife, you know, talking about how Brittany is, it's really starting to get to her. And you see her having to stoop over when she appears in court because she's so tall. But it would be just that for a lot of people. It would just be a story in the news, another sad, disturbing story in the news. If Brittany Griner had captured our attention as a basketball player as Baylor, she is the first women's college player that after after the first game that I saw her play, I was saying, this woman can play in the NBA. And I still feel that. That she's, I'm not saying that she would necessarily start, but she could be a contributor on most NBA teams. Take the job of a man. Oh my God, God forbid. But that's why sports fans, college sports fans in particular, are so drawn and keep looking for details about the story of Brittany Griner and her imprisonment in Russia because we fell in love with her as a dominant college basketball player. So these are the kind of stories that maybe we don't even realize 
the emotional attachments that, that you know that 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 we're making when we're watching these players. I mean, sure, sometimes you know the local high school kid makes good, and you know he, he goes to your alma mater or he goes to your local school, the school that you watch more often or can catch on the radio, you see in the newspapers. So yeah, so there's always those kind of stories, and those are just as legitimate. They don't have to be dramatic to be important stories that make these people, and they are people first, as well as athletes, important to us. We care about them. And, and you can make the argument, well, you know, gee, that's, you know, that's kind of disturbing that you would have an attachment to someone you've never met or whatever it would be. I, I, I don't think so. Ivy League. The Ivy League schools work under a set of conditions. They're self-imposed. So no woe is me. Feel sorry for me, for athletes to play in the Ivy League. There's no scholarships. They can't play in uh, the football FCS tournament because it conflicts directly with finals. And they will not have that. Especially if a team is going to go deep, they, they they don't want to risk that. So they make themselves, they take themselves out of the running for FCF playoffs. My mother's parents lived not far from the Princeton campus. My grandmother was a librarian at a time there at the university in one of the libraries. So go into Palmer Stadium. And watching the Princeton Tigers play whoever it was that you know week, whether it be out of conference, Bucknell, Lehigh, Lafayette, or whether they were playing their rivals, Penn, or whether they were playing Harvard or Yale or whatever, Ivy League school, the Ivy League became important to me. Then as I got a little bit older, one of my second cousins dated the star running back for the Yale Bulldogs, the Yale Elis. His name was Don Giusecki. I got to go to Yale with uh, with an uncle and some cousins, you know, cheer for him. And then through that, I got to meet Gary Fensick, who later on played with the Bears and is now a, a, a sports sports media star, especially in the Chicago market. So you have those human connections, and then they spill over onto the playing field and onto your TV screens or into your headsets if you're listening to a game on a radio. That's what makes college sports so important, so vital to us that invest our time and invest our emotions in following them. You know, and, and there are tragic stories that happen. You know, the Marshall football team, the plane crash, I think that was in 1970. I remember because I used to always sit down and watch a college football game. And then it was the uh, Mutual of Omaha college football scoreboard on ABC and that story broke live. You know, there are plenty. Freddie Steinmark of Texas, uh, you know, he was diagnosed with bone cancer. He had his leg amputated. You know, he, he wasn't able to play in a new year's game. You can go on and on and on. That's, those are the kind of stories that I, we want to feature here on what you're talking about and on Slasher U. So after you've given us a like and a subscribe, 
make sure that you tell us stories that you want us to research and tell. Maybe share, you know, an anecdote or bits of information that we might not know about. We want to be part of your fan universe as well. Share it. Uh, Christian Rao, my partner here on Slasher U, uh, we've been, we fell in love with the Roadrunners of University of Texas, San Antonio. We, we did not hide the fact that we loved the way they played football and how excited and how exciting following those games every week were. Sometimes bypassing more the, the more featured, more talked about games. And by doing so, we've interacted with so many wonderful people. We, 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 we're, in the, we're like honorary roadrunners in our, in our residences, in, in the case of Christian in Virginia, myself in, in Pennsylvania. But we live in San Antonio as far as the fans of UTSA are con concerned. And I know for me, going forward, as Texas San Antonio goes to the American Conference, I'm always going to watch UTSA and I'm always going to find ways to report on it here on Slasher U. And I'm sure Christian feels the same way. Help us make that connection with your teams. That's what we want to do here on what you're talking about. Now on the Thursday editions of this particular show, we are also going to adopt certain programs and various non-revenue sports. We'll do it for the fall, for the winter, and the spring. They're not necessarily going to be, you know, the elite programs, you know, but we, we want to kind of adopt them, kind of tell their stories as they're going into the fall championship tournaments or meets or, or, or whatever the sport might be. We're going to, we're going to feature those type of reports on Thursday. So you kind of get an idea of the entire college sports landscape. Our primary podcasts and episodes are about college football in the fall. And now we're getting ready to kick off our college basketball coverage in earnest. We've been doing several pre previews. We're going to be kicking off and really jumping in there. Okay. We want to do a slam dunk with college basketball. And then Krista Rao and I are going to also have regular programming about college baseball. But we're not going to just limit it to the sports that are excited. We're going to dedicate a lot of time to women's programs as well. Women's basketball, women's softball. I think in time, we really have to think about incorporating some way women's soccer. Because women's soccer may be the most watched of the college sports. By the, by the general, and I'm not talking about major TV conducts, but just people coming out to games or people seeking out podcasts or replays of the games. The big reason the Pac-12 just signed a very lucrative new deal is that women's sports are going to be featured prominently because women's sports invite in and develop the, the uh, as loyal a fan base as any men's program. So, so we're going to make sure we cover everything here, not only on Slasher U, 
in our podcast on Slash Review, but right here on what you're talking about. Well, it's time for me to stop talking. We'll be, I'll be back with you on Thursday with another episode. In the meantime, please do go to Slash Review's YouTube page. Give us a like, give us a subscribe. Anywhere you find our podcasts, please do make sure you subscribe. Give us a like, give us a download, give us a listen, give us a chance to tell your stories. I'm the Feckless Wonder, Steve Feck. Thank you for sharing this inaugural episode of What You're Talking About. I'll be back with you again on Thursday. And of course, we've got great programming throughout the week covering college football and college basketball on Slasher U.